0: I'm inviting you to join me in real time on my personal journey of representing professional basketball players, traveling the world, and continuously finding ways to battle through the adversity in this competitive industry. The goal is to share as many secrets as I can to help you along your own path to success. Good morning, podcast fam. We are coming at you live from Phoenix, Arizona Yesterday, we talked a little bit about the changes that are happening, mostly about college. But today, we're going to talk a bit more about the younger level and the shift that's happening with recruiting and high school level players going to the next level. So, with that being said, we are talking about the Overtime Basketball League. It's called Overtime Elite. If you did not see the announcement last week, Overtime, the media company, uh, announced the start of their new league where they're going to be. Finding the best of the best high school athletes from not just the United States but around the world, and paying them to play the game they love before they become pros. So today, I'm going to share with you some details on that league that I've seen, um, and and some of, some of my early thoughts on it. Hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, I'll actually have someone coming on from the league uh, as a a guest on the podcast to talk more details. But until then, I'm going to share some of my thoughts. So just for starters, here. Uh, you know, according to their website and some of the different uh, news articles that have came out, I'm just going to kind of read to you exactly what they announced that the league is going to be. So it's going to be called Overtime Elite. O-T-E is going to be, I guess, the abbreviation for it. And it is a transformative new sports league that offers the world's most talented young basketball players a better pathway to becoming professional athletes while engaging and inspiring a new community of digitally native fans. OTE provides a comprehensive accelerator for elite professional uh, for elite players professional careers. The league offers a year-round development program combining world-class coaching, cutting-edge sports science and performance technologies, top-notch facilities and a rigorous, highly personalized academic program that energizes and enhances each athlete's journey from proficiency to pro. Some more details on the league, the teams in regards to players, teams are going to feature top high school juniors and seniors globally. So it's not going to be it's not going to be like the, you know, from eight the eighth grade phenoms that are just going to be becoming a freshman in high school. It's only juniors and seniors and they're going to compete both within the league and in external competitions against international teams. So you can imagine that that's kind of foreshadowing to joining some of these I don't know, maybe the Adidas Next Generation events uh, over in Europe, or some of these international youth tournaments uh, that that happen at the highest level overseas and, and here in the states, obviously. Um, so, so they're going to feature up to thirty players. So it's not going to be some like, hey, anybody can apply to this. Like th- they're going to be recruiting for this, the top thirty players, uh, and they're all going to live, learn, train, and play in a single city. So in terms of comp- compensation, this is the, the the key driver that makes it such a unique new change is that each each athlete is going to receive a guaranteed minimum salary of at least $100,000 per year, plus bonuses, plus shares of equity and overtime. So that part I'm still trying to figure out and how how those shares translate from year to year to year, if they're going to be diluted or if it depends on the level of of talent that you have and the upside that you have in regards to how much equity you get. Um, But it's, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it's, it's an, it's a big time opportunity. Like if you just take into perspective, you know, that, that level of salary uh, and bonuses and equity, you know, some people take, some people never, ever, most people never, ever see that in their lifetime in the world. Right. So for these players to be given this opportunity, it's a pretty big deal. And that's not to say that they didn't work hard for it. No, for sure. I mean, I think you know, obviously, the league, the demand for a league like this is there because players earn that, and and they have that platform and they have that skill set that it, that's worth that much in the market. Um, but it's just it's it's a big deal. Um, so players are going to obviously be able to earn new revenue from the use of their name, image, and likeness through custom jerseys, trading cards, video games. Uh, they even said NFTs and more on the website. I think this is a big time. A big time key to the success of the league is how much they're going to leverage the name, image, and likeness, and the digital and social currencies that these players bring with them in order to bring in sponsors or or partnerships or you know sneaker deals for the league itself to generate all that revenue. Benefits: Every player is going to receive full health care coverage as well as disability insurance coverage, which is going to provide financial protection should they receive an injury. That hinders their ability to play professionally. Also, which is which is interesting. Each athlete is going to be guaranteed payment of up to one hundred thousand dollars for college tuition, should they decide not to pursue a professional career. That's interesting because it's it's almost like an additional benefit outside of the benefit of education that they're going to receive. Because uh, the education they're receiving is is direct instruction. And a model that's going to be led by individual in-house instructors who teach both one- on one and in small group sessions uh, that feature a four to one student teacher ratio, which they listed online. So they're going to supplement a traditional course model or traditional course offering with focuses on life skills, which is which is completely necessary. Including financial literacy, media training, social justice advocacy, and many more different topics. So I think that the education in the states needs to go through this already. Like the entire educational curriculum in the states uh, needs to go through this. Like there's no reason, and I don't want to get on a tangent here, but there's no reason why why in high school you need to you need to learn a certain amount of science or math if you have no interest in doing that. I get well-rounded individuals. I get uh, I get doing that your, your freshman year of high school, right? But if you don't have an interest in it, why are you why are you learning it? In addition to the fact that, you know, I can't even imagine the the absurd, disgusting percentage of high school students who don't know how to open a bank account or don't know how to write a check or don't know what a mortgage means or or would have no idea what what to do when it came to buying their own house, even though they're probably not doing it at that age, why are we not teaching these things that are real life skills, right? Anyways, that, that was my tangent on education. So so they're going to be offering a lot of that um, in, in their program. Leadership. So overtime is going to be led by two former league executives, which is huge. Uh, the first one is Aaron Ryan, who's going to be the president and the commissioner who worked for the NBA in different capacity for 22 years. And uh, the head of basketball operations is going to be Brandon Williams, who's a former NBA player who turned into an, an NBA exec. And he's also worked with the 76ers and the uh, Sacramento uh, Kings. So in addition to the, the, you know, the leadership they have, which I'm going to get into in some of my takeaways, they're hiring 80 to 100 people to join the organization in different educational, basketball, grassroots capacity roles. Location. So I don't know, the the, the secret has not been let out of the bag. There's allegedly two different cities that OTE has narrowed down to. And they're going to announce that uh, in the coming weeks, but they're going to be located in, in um, I would imagine a major city, uh, where not only the players are going to be, but potentially the players' families, I believe, uh, which is which is really interesting. So. Uh, Anyways, that that was a lot of that was just a lot of the details that I wanted to share with you. I mean, you could look up all that stuff on on their website online in different newsletters. Uh, but I just wanted to, to, to kind of say it out loud. Now on to my takeaways. So, number one, it is completely necessary. It has been necessary with the combination of the NCAA dragging their feet with the lack of free market, let's say, money making opportunities, plus the devaluation, generally speaking, of, of the value of a college degree, there needs to be more options. Now, I don't want to get on another tangent, and go down the path of, of whether kids should go to school or not and get a degree. Yes, you should get a degree. But I also know that it's relatively a piece of paper and you're really buying into that alumni network. You're buying into just getting that piece of paper. So when you take a step back and say, okay, well, if I'm going to pay if I'm going to pay $250,000 for a college education, is it worth it? Am I getting the value out of that? Now, again, you can argue with college scholarships. Um, But anyways, I just think that it's, it's, it's a necessary additional option for kids to have. Number two, the people that are involved and backing this are phenomenal and experienced and powerful. And so, I already mentioned Aaron Ryan. Uh, I already mentioned Brandon Williams, but Dan Porter and Zach Wiener, who have been able to grow the the overtime company tremendously and exponentially in the past several years, they're obviously um, big, uh, big behind the decisions in this league as well. And then you just look at the people on board like Carmelo Anthony, Jay Williams, Malcolm Turner, Avery Johnson. When people that are powerful and respected get together to create something, uh, it's it's really difficult not to get behind it. So, I just think with the people that are involved, the investments that they've received, the, the the authoritative figures in the sports business industry in general, all coming together to make this thing happen, it's 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 hard to not get behind. Uh, number three, it's accepted by its competition. It's being accepted in 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 the in the open marketplace, not only by. By by fans and and, and potential athletes and their families, but by competition. I mean, the NBA, the NBA itself, Adam Silver responded to a press conference saying optionality is a good thing. And so obviously, you know, some of those kids uh, might have the opportunity to go down a different path, but there's only a few options right now. So if you're in high school and you want to go to the next level before you become a pro, you can go to college. You can try and get a scholarship at Division One, Division Two, Division Three, NAIA, JUCO. Um, or not even a scholarship. You can go that path and 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 play basketball. If not, you could potentially sit out a year and try to train before the NBA because you obviously can't be drafted to the NBA right out of high school. You could do the the, the Darius Basley path, um, which is very difficult to do, and there's a reason why he's the only one that have has really done that successfully. Um, you can go to the NBA G League Elite uh, after high school, which only four kids did this year. I think it will continue to expand in the future. Uh, you can go overseas, like Lamelo Ball did, but very, very few successfully do this and then come back to the NBA. But Europe has had this; they've had this model, I'm pretty sure, forever. So it's about time we catch up. They don't, they don't have amateurism. If you're good, you're good. You're a pro at 16. So it's about time that um, we we adopt that model here in the states, and that's why it's being accepted. Number four, and the last one here is social presence is king right now and over time has it. <laughs> they they know what they're doing. They have close to 50 million followers across their platforms on social media. And when you're talking about how to create an audience and build a brand, I'm pretty sure they're the right company to do so. So that is what is going to also continue to exponentially drive the value of this league by by helping their their the the players that are in it expand their reach, expand their platform, expand their audience, because when they do that, the league wins too, and everybody wins. So at the end of the day here, here's what we know. The path for young, talented basketball players is starting to change. The NCAA is doing, how do I put this, what they do best and dragging their feet and fighting as hard as they can to keep amateurism a thing and continue to keep the money away from players. Um, And so I think NIL rules, hopefully this summer, will change that. And once that, once the fun pops, as they say, it won't stop. Uh, I think that's going to be a huge catalyst to to the future of the way this structure is 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 built of of youth athletes going to uh, either college and or other optionality. Um, and we know also that the NBA is probably not getting rid of the one and done rule until the next CBA expiration which is in 2023 2024 season. I think there's a mutual opt out before then, but I don't think they're going to change it before then. So at least until then the next couple of years, uh it's it's going to be a huge opportunity and even after that, there's always there's always top young talent that if developed the right way and put in the in, in, the, in the in the in the right surroundings and environment can exponentially change their their upside path. And there are hundreds of players that probably thousands of players that if if put into a surrounding like this when they were at that age, would have succeeded much better than they did. And so like anything in the free market, change is constant. It's going to be something that we continuously talk about, but I just wanted to share my thoughts and feedback on that. And until we get somebody from the league to come on here as a podcast guest and talk more about it, um, you'll probably hear me talking a bit more about it on my social media platforms as well. So super exciting future here. Super exciting change. Uh, But like I said, change is happening quick. So hope you enjoyed that episode. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 6am. Thank you so much for listening today. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you could give it a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're feeling really crazy, you can even share it on social media. As always, if there's a topic you want me to talk about further or a guest you would love to hear on the podcast, just shoot me a message on social media at Kevin Tarka. Thanks again, and I'll see you here tomorrow morning on Sports Business Secrets.